Taiwan reported two new imported COVID cases on Wednesday. It also announced a raft of stricter public health rules designed to control COVID spread in the winter months. Well, it's bad news if you're an anti-masker. Let's get the details from the Central Epidemic Command Center. In the autumn and winter, face masks will be enforced to prevent community spread. Masks are compulsory in eight kinds of public spaces. Health centers, public transportation, educational spaces, sports and religious centers, exhibitions and sporting events, entertainment venues, religious ceremonies, and government departments. Those who refuse to put on a mask, even after being told to, can be fined between 3,000 and 15,000 NT. The basic principle behind this is that we hope everyone can keep their masks on as much as possible. Of course, you can take it off to eat. The CECC also announced incentives for hospitals to improve COVID screening. This screening is to target three groups of people, patients with pneumonia, hospitalized patients, and the caregivers of patients. In addition, all travelers arriving or transferring at Taiwan's airports will need to provide a negative PCR COVID test within three days of their departure. All these new rules will come into effect on December 1st. Hotels are expecting big losses ahead as more and more big companies cancel their annual end-of-the-lunar-year banquet known as Weiya. On Wednesday, chip supplier MediaTek became the latest to scuttle its party plans. A day earlier, Fubang Financial Holdings also called off its year-end Weiya, saying it's preparing to offer several smaller events instead to reward staff. At this Weiya banquet held by Fubon Group, a top executive enters the hall and is greeted by cheering staff. This grand scene won't be reappearing anytime soon. Fubon Group says that, to support national COVID fighting efforts, Weiya is officially cancelled. Instead, 2,000 NT will be given to each employee. Another 2,000 NT per employee will be given to every subsidiary so that they can organize their own smaller affairs. Besides Fubon, tech giant MediaTek has also pulled the plug on its year-end party. We probably won't be doing Weiya this Lunar New Year. We have to be careful in this pandemic. Safety is in and Weiya's are out. Finance firms including Fubon, Cathay and Mega Financial have called off their banquets, as have tech companies like MediaTek, Quanta, Acer, Compow and Asus Tech. We had ours at the New Taipei Exhibition Hall. We're a dental clinic and our organization is very big. This year we're switching to having each clinic hold a separate event. As businesses switch to smaller events, many hotels are feeling the pinch. At Nanto County's Fleur de Chine Hotel, all its banquet bookings from financial firms are now cancelled. The large-scale catering sector is expected to post at least a 25% yearly drop in revenue. Initially, when they started cancelling their spring banquets, we thought, well, Weiya will save us. But now it's looking like the forecast is poor for large-scale catering at the end of the year. So far, nearly all companies with more than 4,000 staff have called off their year-end bash. To keep from disappointing their workers, not a few are springing for smaller team dinners instead. For hotels, there's still time to change tack and to salvage their bottom line.
Now, with all that bad news, some hotels are pinning their hopes for relief on a new tour subsidy in the works. The Transportation Ministry is planning a hotel subsidy for adults 55 and older who travel over the Lunar New Year holiday. According to the latest version of the plan, travelers can get 1,500 NT a night for staying at a financially struggling hotel. The Transport Ministry is preparing a subsidy for older travelers in the coming Lunar New Year Festival. Earlier this month, it announced plans to subsidize hotel stays within northern Taiwan. But now, it's considering a payout for stays elsewhere in Taiwan, too. We're considering eligibility for hotels that see a certain drop in profits during the Safe Travel Subsidy Scheme in relation to last year. According to the latest plan, subsidies will cover any hotel that saw occupancy rates fall by at least 30 percent year-on-year in the third quarter. The accommodation subsidies will only be available during the Lunar New Year holiday. Older travelers can apply for a 1,500 anti-subsidy for each room they book, for a maximum of three times. But as previously announced, the subsidies are only available if the traveler uses public transport. This is an innovative plan that works in concert with our traffic control plan. The subsidies will not be limited to hotels in a certain area, but it will be limited to those who use the high-speed rail, the railway, or the coach bus system. Transport operators are hoping to fill up some empty seats over the six-day Lunar New Year holiday. The subsidy was originally meant as a traffic control measure that simultaneously revitalizes the tourism sector of northern Taiwan. One hotel cheered on the measure, saying that before the pandemic, 85% of guests were from overseas. Now, it's struggling to survive, and occupancy has fallen since the end of the Safe Travel Subsidy Program. We'd be happy to see the realization of this subsidy program. We've really seen an impact on our weekday occupancy rates, which are only at about 30%. So we want to apply to participate in the subsidy program. Hoteliers are hopeful about the scheme. The Tourism Bureau says the plan is not yet finalized and that more details will be announced once the subsidy is official. The KMT-leaning CTI television news station has lost its request for a new operating license. The National Communications Commission announced the decision on Wednesday following a high-profile public hearing on the station's fate. The government's media watchdog refused the license request in a unanimous decision, citing viewer complaints, scant internal oversight and intervention in news production by shareholders. The ruling can be appealed through administrative litigation. Despite weeks of running commercials on press freedom, CTI News is not getting a license. On the subject of CTI TV's application to renew the license of CTI News, after a thorough discussion, the seven commissioners have unanimously decided to reject the application. NCC Commissioner Chen Yaoxiang listed reasons for denying CTI TV of a license. There are several main reasons. The first is its severe record of infractions. Over its license period, viewer complaints have increased sharply since 2017, from 72 in 2017 to 962 in 2018. This single news channel accounted for 31.55% of all complaints filed against TV stations, and its fines have reached 11.53 million NT. In addition, CTI News' internal controls are out of order, its legal department lacks functionality, and there was a period 
period of five months with no supervision. This all goes to show that its main shareholder, Mr. Tsai Yeming, directly or indirectly interfered in the production at CTI News. This decision is a message to all consortiums that if you buy a media outlet and operate it, you have to respect the professional autonomy of journalists and maintain an appropriate distance from the news desk. In its live broadcast of the NCC announcement, CTI News had this to say on screen. Tsai administration shuts CTI News, freedom of expression is dead. Meanwhile, the KMT is rallying against the NCC. Arrangements regarding cable news channels should take into consideration a balanced representation of public opinion. We oppose this reduction of the political spectrum to just one voice. I'll say it again. I think that CTI TV saying that Taiwan can't be left with just one voice is an insult to all media professionals. Because without CTI TV, Taiwan still has a variety of voices. Taiwan is a country with freedom of expression. The claim Taiwan now only has one voice holds water only in the party state period. The NCC stressed that its decision can be appealed, but that CTI TV must do so through an administrative lawsuit. The company must also obtain a stay against the NCC sanctions, meaning a long legal fight could be ahead. The Taiwan Creative Content Fest is underway. It's a week-long exhibit that aims to connect Taiwan's content creators with international buyers. Buyers from over a dozen countries converged on Taipei Wednesday to explore Taiwan's TV shows, comics, visual art and other creative content. The Vice President, the Minister of Culture and other officials touched the buttons on the screen to open the Taiwan Creative Content Fest. I also hope Taiwan can make its cultural and creative works its calling card in international exchanges, so that countries around the world can see our efforts which capture the stories of Taiwan. Through them, people overseas can get to know Taiwan better. Vice President Lai Qingde called on Taiwan's creators to produce more stories about Taiwan and to distribute them internationally. The content fair, organized by the Taiwan Creative Content Agency, aims to put domestically produced work on the global stage and to burnish the brand of Made in Taiwan. More than 270 buyers from home and abroad are registered to participate. At some of these domestic exhibitions or at international film festivals, we strive to send some of our best variety shows or dramas out into the global market. A characteristic of our shows at FTV is that they are very close to real life. For instance, the dialogue, the plots, the structure. We found that the buyers here represent more than 22 countries. So far, we've seen at least 274 buyers, and that number will keep going up. We've already had three times the crowd we did last year, so it shows that the world is paying more and more attention to Taiwan-created content. In recent years, shows and dramas featuring Taiwan have been popular among international buyers. Even as the pandemic continues to rage, this stage for MIT content is allowing the world to rediscover Taiwan. Taiwan legalized gay marriage in 2019, but there are many same-sex couples who still cannot get married. This is likely because one partner is from a country where same-sex marriage is not allowed. Taiwan law still prohibits such marriages, making it difficult for couples to stay together in Taiwan long term. This year, these couples are in an even more precarious state of limbo due to the pandemic. Ah Tang and her Taiwanese partner, Lai Kai Li, held a commitment ceremony in 2016. They're unable to get married legally because Ah Tang is from Malaysia. 
Currently in Taiwan, both parties must be from countries where same-sex marriage is legal. Time flies super fast. I will obtain my master's in two years in the blink of an eye. Then, if I still can't find a job, I'd have to go back to Malaysia. Then I'd have to fly over again, and there would be huge expenses. To obtain a visa to stay in Taiwan, Atang is pursuing a master's degree at the age of 39. If she doesn't find a job within a year after graduation, she'll have to return to Malaysia and be separated from Kylie. We are both nearly 40 years old now. When we were in our 30s, we were thinking we're already at this age. We don't want to keep doing long distance. So we try to find a way for her to stay in Taiwan long term. In Taiwan, many other transnational same-sex couples rely on tourist visas, student visas, or work visas to stay together. The Taiwan Alliance to Promote Civil Partnership Rights has come in contact with some 300 to 400 transnational same-sex couples. To be able to immigrate to Taiwan, they can't use the marriage route, so they use student visas, working holidays, tourist visas, etc. But none of these visas are designed for the long term, so basically, they may not have health insurance in Taiwan and may not be able to work. Their situation is also high risk. During the epidemic, they may be the first people to be forced out, and they cannot re-enter. Their family in Taiwan is torn apart. Adam K. Dedman is a Foreign Ministry Taiwan Fellow who is researching LGBT rights in Taiwan. He says that out of the 30 countries that have legalized same-sex marriage, Taiwan is the only place that requires both parties to be from a country where same-sex marriage is legal. I feel like what Taiwan did uh, three years ago with um, passing a constitutional ruling that uh, not allowing same-sex marriage was unconstitutional was a, a milestone um, for legal progress in Taiwan. Uh, and then last year when uh, the government uh, passed a special law on same-sex marriage, although it was a first in Asia and they did use the term marriage, of course the the details of the law are rather strange, um, and if you compare it to the other 30 or so countries that have same-sex marriage, there's no other country that has these kind of restrictions on transnational couples, requiring a foreign couples, home country, to also have past same-sex marriage in order to marry in that country. So I think that um, despite the progress that Taiwan has made, which should be, you know, which Taiwan should be commended for that, Taiwan can do better. I think that a legal solution is the ultimate fix, but amending the law is a slow process. In the meantime, there is no way to protect the rights of transnational same-sex couples. So actually, Taiwan's relevant agencies can deal with this issue first with a letter of interpretation. Taiwan Alliance to Promote Civil Partnership Rights hopes for legislation that allows two parties of any nationality to apply for a legal same-sex marriage. But attorney Pan Tianqing says that before the law is amended, the government can use a letter of interpretation to achieve the same effect. For most news, Stephanie Yang, Wu Dongmao in Taipei. How strong do you think your legs are? That's the question occupying Taiwan's internet in recent weeks, after a viral video showed a lady on the Taipei Metro showing off her fitness in the most understated way. The video has now sparked much interest in an exercise move known as the air seat. A seat is not a given in the MRT rush hour, 
this lady found an unbeatable solution. With her back against the glass partition, she sits on her air seat, reading, looking happy as Larry even when the carriage wobbles. When the video was posted online, netizens rushed to gush over her core strength. As this fitness trainer explains, adopting this pose takes thigh and core strength. It's used to train thigh muscles and really makes them ache after a while. To sit for so long like this, the lady on the train was very fit, he says. It will really sting in the thighs. Most office workers can't stand it for any length of time at all, unless they work out. Basically, your core muscles and your leg muscles, your quads, are all involved in this position. Remember not to let your knees collapse inward. Another one with strong quads is K-pop star Tsui, member of the girl group TWICE. She posted this photo with a band member, showing herself poised and serene as she crossed her legs on an air seat. Fans were delighted. And this 2015 advert from a Japanese train company also played on the theme. It shows people perfecting their air seat, but ultimately reminds passengers not to hug actual seats with their belongings. Not all of us can have thighs of steel. In a local religious tradition, believers promise to do something in return for prayers answered by the gods. One woman from Zhanghua took that responsibility very seriously after having prayed at Yunlin's Mazu Temple. She successfully qualified as a patient care technician, and her exuberant way of giving thanks raised smiles all across Yunlin during the Mazu procession. A lady in an inflatable dinosaur suit dances all the way up the avenue toward the temple entrance. Her wide smile and self-choreographed dance are a joy to watch. The dinosaur moves very convincingly, even seeming to run, and whipping up the crowd. Miss Liu decided to perform the dance after qualifying as a patient care technician. During the exam, I was incredibly nervous. I took along the little god jacket charm the goddess gave me, and I was looking at it. Yeah, I was so nervous, I can't remember anything that happened, but I did my best. Miss Liu danced along in her dinosaur suit throughout the two days of the Matsu parade. Her crowd-pleasing performance fulfilled her wish to contribute to the temple's festivities. We stopped at 27 temples there and back. She came out and performed in her dinosaur suit at every one. Lots of parishioners thought it was very new and surprising. A sincere heart makes a prayer come true according to tradition. Miss Liu's hard work and sincerity make her a promising carer to be and also raises smiles in her community.